Hey guys, I'm back. I'm gonna finally get this Power of Ghost Book 2 thing done with. I've been trying this for the last three days. But anyway, so we are one episode shy of the finale. So here's here's what's going on so far. We got a few things going on. Tariq has uh his consciousness come back to get him, right? You know, he got to deal with he got he's dreaming and he's seeing people that he's either that he has either killed or was indirect or was uh indirectly responsible for the death such as proctor came back you know uh, uh, uh he got lala came back jabari came back you know uh, uh kanan came back he's you know so his conscience is coming in and reminding him of the issues and the concerns and the things that he has gotten himself into and the trouble that it has caused and so we see Carrie, she was the latest victim. Again, he didn't directly kill her, but he was indirectly involved with her death. So then we see Ghost is on the phone, child calling in, you know, again, but you know, the, the, the his past is just, is right there in his face. And then we see Lauren and we're like, in this dream sequence, everybody else is dead with the exception of Lauren, at least so we think, because it's like, are you foreshadowing? Now I'm gonna jump ahead with Lauren. So with lauren Tariq actually finds out from her about this whole wire situation he finds out that she had come by the room and she was you know had the wire on and she came by <coughs> to talk to look for Tariq, and instead she ended up speaking with brayden and lorenzo jr also known as kane so with that being said you know, Tariq is like, hold on. Kane was there. Oh, well, Kane was there. She was like, well, she didn't say Kane's name. She said, um, I think she said Zeke's cousin. And he was like, what does he look like? She described him. He was like, you're in trouble. He said, look, your life is in danger. And I'm going to need you to go away for a while. So go back to your room. I'm going to help you get yourself together and go away. Now. We all know that she's wearing she wore this wire unknowingly trying to get at Brayden. When Tariq has a conversation with Miss Effie and tells Effie about the situation, Effie is like, look, your girl is a snitch. I don't care whether she was aware or not. She she is caught up in some mess and she can't be trusted. She is a loose end. Now, Effie is speaking from a woman who is scorned. She's upset that Tariq is so concerned about protecting Lauren as and that his heart is still with Lauren. Truth be told, Tariq is really in love with Lauren. He cares for Effie, but I don't think he's really, you know, Effie, I don't think he's 100% trusting Effie, you know, because of what Effie did to him in Ch at Choke. She's her own person, but she don't caught feelings. But Effie is not here for Lauren. So Lauren, is she got to go. So Effie made sure to let Kane uh, know about what Miss Lauren had done. So, with that being said, you got Brayden, right? Brayden is at his parents' house. The prosecutor is there. Trace is there, his brother, the dad, and then the, um, their attorney. Prosecutor is like, look here, we know that you know that Tariq is out here doing drugs. We know that you've been out here selling drugs and, and this, that, and the third. Trace was corroborating the whole story. Trace was saying everything, really, that actually happened. And then we turn around and we and the, the prosecution has uh, photos from the dash cam 
from uh, Rodriguez's dash cam. Now, this is where I have a question. This is where I, I, I have the question. Because they have these photos of both Braden and his, and his brother on Rodriguez's dash cam. Why wasn't Braden brought in for questioning? It doesn't, that baffles me. They found a police badge for whatever reason is saved and placed in their room. Tariq and Brayden shared the same room. You don't have any evidence against Tariq. As far as I can tell, there's no evidence. But you do have hardcore evidence that could point to Brayden. And yet Brayden is not being arrested. That I, I, That's the part where I'm like, where are we, how are we doing this? Trace is like, look, I'll, st I'll get on the stand. I'm going to say all that I know. I don't care. Whereas Brayden is trying to figure out, uh, well, obviously he's trying to figure out a way to protect Tariq and himself in this whole matter. And it's really not a lot that he can do. So with that being said, Brayden is caught up. Now, they can get immunity because that's something that the attorney was like, look, if they're going to speak, either one of them, whoever is going to speak, they need to have full immunity. We see in the previews that Brayden is on, he's going to uh, testify. I don't know how they're going to work this out but he's going to testify. So we'll see. Like I said, though, keep in mind, uh, Kane knows that uh, Lauren has put, you know, him on, on tape. So Kane meets up with Braden. Kane is like, look, I'm aware of what's going on as far as his tape is concerned on the wire and everything. I'm going to need you to take care of Lauren. And Braden is like, well, wait a minute. You know, uh, there's got to be a different, you know, Braden's trying to talk his way out of it. Braden don't want to, you know, Braden is only, Here's the thing about Braden that he's starting to realize now. You want to be in the game, Braden, but you don't really understand what the game is. It's not that you can talk a fast game, you can get out there and you can sell those products, and it's all good. There's more to the game than you bargained for, all right? And this is something that Effie was talking to him about. Effie was like, look, you didn't have to be part of this. This situation came to my doorstep. You took, you lived a privileged life. Your family has buildings on campus. You are wealthy. You chose to be a part of this. Now that you are in it, it ain't so easy to get out of it. And now you don't got yourself in a, a, a true bind. You're going to have to do what you need to do as far as Lauren is concerned. That's just simple as that. Well, you know, she also, Miss Effie's speaking from a place of, I'm, I need to get rid of the competition, if you will. She don't want Lauren around. So Braden is kind of like, okay. Kane said, look, I gave you a gun. You need to use it. He said, because if you don't do what you're supposed to do as far as she's concerned, then I'm going to have to do what I need to do. And he and so Brady's like, oh, so you're going to kill Lauren? He said, I'm, I'm talking about you, killing you. <sighs> Brayden, again, you, you thought you knew the game, but you really don't know this game. So... We got the situation with Braden goes, uh, he's actually over at in front of where Effie lives, right? Her parents' house, right? Tariq calls Braden and tells, because Tariq is unaware of this whole plot that Kane got to go kill Lauren, right? He doesn't know that Effie's aware about this situation because Effie ran to, ran to Kane. He don't know any of this. All he's thinking that Braden is going to help take Lauren someplace safe. And... You know, Braden is like, okay, yeah, whatever. You can all acting nervous and funny style. He's in the car going down the highway. He makes a, a turn, and Lauren was sleeping in the car. She woke up. She's like, where are we going? He said, oh, I just have to make a stop. Finally, he gets out the car, pulls the gun on her, and then he was like, he changed his mind about shooting the gun. So he was like, you know what? There's a bus stop down the street, you know, well, down the road, that street. You need to go there and disappear for a while. 
Next thing we know, we see a car pull up and it's Effie. Effie is like, look, I knew you weren't going to do it. Let me take care of it. She grabs Lauren, knocks her out, puts her in the car. And we are under the assumption, we, the audience, is under the assumption that Lauren might have killed, that, that I'm sorry, that Effie might have killed Lauren. Okay. I don't think she killed her. I don't think she, she even though she came, Lauren, I'm sorry, Effie came back to Tariq's room looking guilty, looking sad. She didn't have any shoes on, but, but we also didn't see any blood on her either. She gets in the bed, she's acting real guilty. So that's that situation. So let's go over here with Monet, the, the great old Tejada family. Look, Lorenzo is pissed off. He done found out all this information that's been going on that he had no idea what's going on. Lorenzo came into a situation with his family 10 years after being in prison 10 years, thinking that he can pick up where he left off. Monet is not the same person. Neither are his children. They're 10 years older. Now he done found out about uh, uh, Zeke being Monet's son and all of that, and he doesn't know who Dante is. Okay, the only person right now at least at that point in time that knew who dante well actually none of them knew who dante is they only know mecca as being the street guy right he's the he's the connect they don't know dante so it hasn't connected with them yet but it will momentarily who dante's street name is and we also find out some other things about mr dante so let me go ahead and get him out the way dante ain't what we thought dante dante's bag was missing let me go there Okay, they did. They Dante knew that Kane was behind the robbery with the drugs, right? But he doesn't know, or he didn't know that his house had got robbed as well. And 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 Dante slash Mecca has this getaway bag. The getaway bag has all his personal information, and it also has this information that's tied to the FBI. He's made a deal with the FBI. This bag is over in Zeke's, uh, not Zeke's room, it's in uh, Tariq's room. And Kane, you know, well, actually, Kane, did Kane call Tariq? I think Kane actually contacted Tariq or he contacted Drew. I forget who contacted Tariq to let them know that the bag is that, that, that Lorenzo knows that he has the bag. Whoever called Tariq, Tariq went and looked in the bag and found out some other information. First of all, we saw some passports. I didn't see one for Diana. Interesting. But we see this paperwork folder and it's from the FBI. And we later found out because, you know, Lorenzo, not Lorenzo, Mecca shows up at the room and Mecca was like, you know, this is what the deal is. After Tariq took a picture of this whole situation and sent it over to Davis, Davis called Tariq back like, I, how are you even in, in contact with this man? He is dangerous. And let me tell you what, he, he's a snitch. He is a high profile informant. And these are some of his greatest hits. So Tariq is aware of this guy being a snitch. He is a professional snitch with the government. So when Mecca comes to the room, because Tariq got rid of the bag, right? Well, I don't forget where he put the bag. But anyway, Mecca comes to the room. Mecca's like, I need my bag back or you die. Tariq was like, look, I'm going to need these $2 million before I give you your bag back because I'm going to put it out there that you're a snitch. Mecca was behind um, getting Lobo's caught up or being under investigation at least stronger investigation and he's mecca was paid to 
bring down these top, like the connectors, the distributors, the big time, not the street guys, the big time drug dealers. So he had a deal from what I'm understanding. Dante had a deal when he got caught up and was getting ready to go to jail. They said, you can go to, uh, uh, to the army and he got trained, but he got trained really to become an informant. And he was, you know, so it was more or less, he went through a different type of training. He was trained to be an assassin, trained about the, the drug deals and all that kind of stuff. He was trained to become a professional informant, snitch. And that's what his job is. That's why he has all this military art artillery, because he's a snitch for the government. My thing about Mr. Mecca is this. You've been compromised because please believe that that Tariq is going to let it be known that you what you really do for a living. Once you compromise, you out of here. I don't see how Mecca is going to last too much longer. I know a lot of folks saying that Lorenzo, including myself, is probably going to get killed. But I don't see how Mecca is going to last that long. But we'll see. We'll see how he work his way out of this situation. So Tariq trying to handle him for $2 million. Don't know how that's going to work. Now, Mecca or Dante, Mecca slash Dante, met up with, um, with Monet. You know, she's staying at his either his hotel room or he has another apartment, but it's not the place where, you know, Kane is going in and out of. They talking, and we think he gets, uh, he gets a call from Zeke. Zeke wants to meet with him. Uh, Monet was like, well, let me get my coat so I can meet with you guys. And he was like, no, he only want to meet with me, but I'm going to convince him to talk to you. So Dante meets up with Zeke. Dante's like, look, here's what we're going to do. I understand your situation. Zeke was like, well, are you aware of the professor? He said, yes, I knew about the professor. I'm not judging you, but I'm going to tell you what you're going to do right now. You're not going to say anything about your age situation. What we're going to do is you're going to get you with a private coach and we're going to get you in the NBA. So Zeke is falling for it. Zeke is like, well, that's cool. You know, you can get me in, the, you know, what I need to, he said, because what I need to do is go ahead and go to the NBA and leave my family just behind. I don't, I don't, you know, this is what I need to do. So at any rate, then next we see a conversation with Mecca, Monet, and Zeke. And, you know, they having their family affair. Monet is trying to explain. She was like, look, I was 16 years old and decisions were made for me. And it was very hard to give you up. What I don't understand in all of this explanation is why the age thing, like, you got, okay, yes, you were 16 years old. You had a baby. Why you got to lie about his age? Like, why do we, four-year difference? It, it doesn't make any sense. It was not explained. Zeke goes and has a press conference, and he tells everybody he's leaving Stanford immediately. He's going to get a private coach. There's some rumblings, I guess, from one of the reporters like this. He said, does it have anything to do with the fact that there's some rumblings about you going to whichever team he mentioned? I don't remember. Zeke was like, you know, I can't answer that. So there's been offers coming his way, obviously. Then another uh, reporter was like, does that, does that have anything to do with your family? He was like, yeah, it has a lot to do with my family. As we know, Zeke had been suspected of murder for J Professor Jabari because he was messing around with... Um, the other professor, Carrie. So he was like, yeah, I need to get away. I, I do. All of a sudden, all the text messages start going off. Reporters getting this information. And they don't found out about Zeke's real age. I believe that was Mecca's doing. I believe Mr. Mecca, Mr. Dante, whatever you want to call him, 
is the one that did that. I think he wants to make sure that Monet doesn't have an out. There's no way that she would have to be drawn to be with him and that she would be dependent upon him. As long as Zeke is out there doing his own thing, there's a way she can manipulate her way back into Zeke's life and, and be with Zeke, her, her son, versus being with him. He wants to close all exits for her. That was a that was a um, a Dante thing. Likewise, with this whole shootout that happened, they were all out in the basketball court. It was Monet, Dante, and Z. All of a sudden, these folks came up shooting at them and everything. I think that I believe this was all Dante's doing. Because Lorenzo, I don't even know if he has a team. He he was. I don't even think he has soldiers. I mean, I don't know what Lorenzo has. I don't think he has much. So, like I mentioned before, Lorenzo's at the house. He's torn up the bedroom. He don't have his product. He's going crazy. He's trying to understand what's going on. He can't get in touch with GTG. And finally, you know, Drew had to tell him, he said, look, this is what happened. We stole the product. GT, I got rid of little WAP. Lorenzo's like, look, I don't care what you guys do, but y'all better get my drugs back here. All this revenge, this and that and the other, and keeping secrets from me, I'm not here for it. I need my drugs back. Now, this was unrealistic to me because here go Diana with a diagram of the school and, and, and you know, she got this plan where she going to get this key, uh, copy of the barcode from Tariq and, and, and homeboy uh, uh, Drew is going to get the ID pass from Everett. They, they, so Drew goes over to Everett's room. They get together. He steals Everett's ID. Uh, Diana goes over to Tariq's room, cries about what's been going on and what she exposed about the family, this and that, asks for some water, takes a picture of the, of the barcode. They go upstairs on the rooftop. They find the drugs. They steal them. Okay. A little, little too unrealistic for me, but okay. We'll see how this goes. Now, as far as Everett is concerned, we know he's a loose end. I don't know, because he's supposed to be dead at this point, but he's still around. Now, I think Everett's about to get really caught up here with this whole ID missing, because, because his ID is missing, he doesn't know why it's missing, I don't know how, but I think it's going to come back to get here. I think that, that Detective Whitman is going to come back and start questioning Everett and use his sexuality against him some kind of way. I don't know. But it's, that's going to come back. What else we got going on here? We had a moment with Yaz. She's with her new family. And I think this was their way of saying goodbye to Yaz for Tariq. Because honestly, Tariq is, is not in the position to take care of your ass. So they showed him looking at the family and all that. Yaz is gone. That's it for Yaz. I think we're done. I highly doubt we'll see Yaz again. Say goodbye to Yaz. That was it. Uh, what else we got going on here? I think I don't took care of everything for the moment. Uh, I've, I've covered most of the bases. It'll be interesting to see what Braden is going to say on the stand. Um, the whole photo situation with Tate. I forgot to mention Tate. Tate also was called to the stand. And Tate was still like strong-arming uh, 
Tariq about this photo. So Tariq went ahead, got the photo, gave it to Tate right before he had to testify. Tate gets up there and throws his brother under the bus, talking about, oh, well, you know, he we've been talking and he told me that there was another witness in this case, but he's not sure how reliable they are, blah, blah, blah. I think Tate put enough sauce out there to hopefully get this case uh, a mistrial. I'm My guess, this is my guess, we're going to get a mistrial. Um, because I think there's a lot of mistakes that's happening on the prosecution's end. I think there's some inconsistencies. And one little loophole can really throw this case out. So I believe that's what, what's going to happen. I think we're going to get a mistrial. Okay? That's what I'm guessing. Um, you got Monet and Kane trying to set Dante up. That's what I believe. You know, because they telling Dante. Because, you know, now Monet don't got to the house. Because, you know, Dante had locked... And this is a question. Dante was locked in the penthouse. I mean, not Dante. Kane was locked in the penthouse. So he couldn't get out. So how was Monet able to get in? That was the question I have. How was he able to? She... Okay. They confront Dante. They told Dante, you need to take Lorenzo out. Dante looking over at Kane. You know, that's his father. He's like, are you sure you're okay with this? And Kane was like, yeah. It wasn't very convincing. I think it's a setup. I think there's what I predict here, another prediction. I think they're they being Monet and Kane are trying to get Lorenzo set up to be killed, but at the same time, I think they're gonna try to turn around and get and get Dante caught up. One of them is gonna get killed, I believe. Don't know who yet, but one of them is going out the door. We'll see. This was a good episode, a lot of stuff all over the place, a lot of details. A lot of Lucy and still, we got Everett still hanging on by a thread. I believe he don't even know it. We don't know what's going on with Miss Lauren. Did Effie kill her or not? I don't think she did. What's Brayden going to say when he gets on the stand? Tate meeting up with uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Ott, I believe. He's with the Democratic Coalition. Shows him the photo. I hope he got copies. So, look like Tate might get that councilman's seat because the guy probably going to end up sitting down. But the embarrassment for the family as far as doing the blackface, we're going to see how that's going to work out. Yeah, a lot going on. Finally got this review done. Talk to you guys later. Peace.